0: Merry Christmas! Oh, gee, I tell you what, this is a Christmas to look forward to, wasn't it? Um, I think we're really, really happy to be hitting the end of 2020. Be thankful for what we can. And uh, Christmas just always brings hope, doesn't it? Celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. Choosing this season, this day, this week, etc. To celebrate the birth of a saviour and I, I think all babies are worth celebrating aren't they i mean come on how many babies are here and uh, so many for the first time i mean recently in one service we dedicated five babies so there are lots of babies at new hope church so uh they're worth celebrating and um it's funny thing but if you haven't held it like a newborn for a while i just sarah just came in with Sam, And he is just so tiny. If you haven't held a, a newborn for a while, even as a parent, you forget. You just forget how small, how vulnerable they are until you hold them. Because, I mean, my baby is on the front row, 20, big lug of a bloke. And it's like you forget. And then you hold a baby. And it's like so vulnerable, which I think is what makes the Christmas story, uh, even more powerful, even more amazing. And I'd like to read from us today from Luke chapter 2 and uh, the Christmas story. Sue's already alluded to it. Uh, This is a very well-known passage of scripture. Of course, Luke gives us the most details about that first Christmas. And he says this in in chapter 2 verse 6. So it was, and this is about Joseph and Mary And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy that will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Saviour, who is Christ the Lord, and this will be the sign to you you will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths lying in a manger. And so this Christmas story, you know, we, we probably, most of us here probably know it well. The, the thing that stood out to me this year as I was reading is that the angel said, this will be a sign to you. In other words, this is how you will know that a saviour has been born. This is This is how God has chosen to waypoint this event. And then I find it amazing the way God did it or what God used to do it. And Luke actually records it twice. Records it twice. He tells it in the story and then the angel repeats it. The sign was that you will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths lying in a manger. Now when you talk about sign, you're not talking about two shepherds walking down the street of Bethlehem and saying, oh golly, would you look at that? A baby in a manger. You don't see one of those every day. It wasn't that kind of a, just an amazing sight. This was literally a message from heaven. And there is a message literally in the circumstances of Christ's birth. The first part of the sign would be, you'll find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths. And swaddling cloths is basically what you wrap a newborn in. We're not talking clothes. We're just talking strips of cloth to tenderly wrap a newborn baby in. So part of the sign was that your Saviour, your Lord, will turn up in the most vulnerable human form imaginable. The most, in one sense, lowly human form imaginable full of potential none of it yet realized and the second part of the sign would be that you'll find him in a manger and and in Aussie parlance that's just a feed trough you're going to find a vulnerable little baby in a feed trough and we might say and and our Christmas story traditionally says in a barn or in a stable that's not actually even in the scripture. That's sort of a Western construct. That's how we look after animals. And so if there's a feed trough, surely there's a barn. But that was not the way of the first century. It is just as likely that it was the corner of a paddock where these, uh, where these shepherds came to find a babe lying in a manger. And it's amazing because the angel says, Christ the Lord is born to you and you're going to find him in a feed trough. One of these things is not like the other, hey, when you think about that. And this is a question that has perplexed, has, has made people think. From kings to politicians to interested thinking people for millennia have questioned this juxtaposition of the Lord of all the earth coming in the lowliest place that you could be found. And... It's, it's confusing for those who, those who were looking for a saviour, and there were many in Jesus' day. It's like, th- that was confusion. How can this be? Come on, God, do something bigger. We need a saviour. We need rescuing. We need something big to happen. And you give us a vulnerable child in the corner of a paddock? For those who trust their own opinions, this has been a point for millennia of scoffing and mocking and ridicule. Come on, what do you think? As if this guy's going to take over the world, like born in the lowliest of circumstances, without resource. But for those who've longed for and looked for the signs of a totally different kind of kingdom, this has been a point of worship for centuries and century after century, a point of worship and adoration. Jesus came in a manger. And why it seems so strange in vulnerability, in poverty, amongst shepherds who were despised, the first people to come and celebrate the birth were a group of people despised. The scripture actually gives us a hint. They were living in the fields. That wasn't just to be with their sheep. In the first century, that was because shepherds weren't welcome in built-up areas, probably because they smelled like their sheep. So they lived in the fields and yet God chose this scenario. This would be the sign that something different is happening. This will be a sign that a saviour has been born, that hope is possible in this world. And I think it rings true right through to today. The sign was his lowly circumstances. And you'd have to ask, you know, God, what are you doing? royalty is not usually connected to lowly circumstances it's connected to incredible wealth and incredible resource lifestyle ability to do what you want that's probably what we think about when we think about royalty and everything about jesus birth was the opposite of how our world is geared and what our world champions we tend to champion luxury and comfort and position, the powerful. Think about the focus of so much reality TV is the, the successful and the beautiful. That's how our world views things and champions things and what it really longs for. So this is not how royalty, this is not how leadership, this is not how rulership is done. How could God get it so wrong? Didn't he realize he was sending the wrong message? That you're sending the message that you're a pushover? That your saviour is vulnerable and weak and lowly? But I find it hard to believe that God would get a message like this wrong. Actually, maybe this is the point. Maybe this is the sign that God would do something so contrary, so totally different to the way that humanity would be already thinking. Because, you know, isn't it funny sometimes when you express an opinion on something, maybe critical, and you criticize it, often it reveals the fact that you've already assumed the opposite to be true. So, for example, people will criticize the Bible and they'll say, there's a lot of violence in the Bible. And there is but the problem with that statement is you're saying it as if there was no violence anywhere else as if the whole world was peaceful except for what was happening in the bible whereas the actual context of history is it was a very very violent time so you can actually reveal in one sense your own ignorance of the fact and When someone looks at Jesus and sees that lowly and sees that, that will never work. You're actually revealing your assumption that what is existing as far as world power structures and systems is working. Yet even at a glance at the news, you'll know that humanity is a long way from being whole. So I don't think God got it wrong. God was sending a very, very clear sign in an age where lifestyle and prestige and power is worshipped and hey that's not just us that was Jesus day even his own disciples later on would fight amongst themselves about who was the greatest and they were the disciples of Jesus and they had not taken notice it would seem of the sign of his birth and he revealed that true greatness is to be the servant of all. So in an age of haves and have-nots, which is no different to today, Jesus chose to come to the have-nots. As a matter of fact, the only people who struggled with Jesus' earthly ministry were people who felt they had something to lose, that Jesus might actually turn the tables which actually if you keep reading the story, he literally did and instituted a whole new value system. A value system where a king came to be the servant of all. Where those who were considered outcast and dislocated were now welcome to the party. Where the unforgivable could be forgiven. Where God was not only approachable but knowable. And the sign was the Savior of the world, this Lord of the earth will be born in the lowliest of circumstances. You know, our world tends to champion affluence and resource and personal beauty and togetherness. And you might not feel like you've got any of that. And I'd say you're in really good company here today if you don't feel you've got much of that. But I tell you what would be a mistake is to think that to not have those things that our world espouses and our world champions, it'd be a mistake to think if not having that would actually stop you being accepted, loved and cherished by God. If you allowed that to get in the way, that would be the biggest mistake because the sign that Christ was Lord was not that he would come just for success, just for the upper echelons. They were the ones he struggled with, the power power brokers of the day, but that he would come to the most lowly. So if you feel like you don't have a lot to offer today, then you're the kind of person Jesus came for. You're the kind of person Jesus hung out with. If you keep reading the story, he just seems to be able to find people that had come to an end of themselves, even those with position and power like Levi the tax collector. They had position and power, but realized once I've got to the top of the ladder, it's not what I thought it would be. My expectation has not been reached. And when Jesus said, come follow me, They realised, in spite of my past, in spite of my brokenness, whether they were fishermen, whether they were the rich tax tax collector, they all realised this invitation is open to all. This will be a sign. You'll find a vulnerable little baby wrapped in swaddling cloths in an animal's feed trough because God is sending a message that absolutely no one is excluded from his love, from his acceptance. And to me, that makes Christmas 2020 as good a Christmas as we've ever had. (laughs) That's the message of Jesus Christ, the saviour of the world. Christ the Lord is born, and that's why we celebrate.